It's a true staying test by two links to Carla Poor in future history. Vow and Declare is nice and close, three or four off them. They were followed by Right You Are. Vauban's only about four or five off them. Absurd the outside. Gold Trippers tanking through Neath runs. Deshaun Sweet Jr's wedging through them. And Alan Kerr, plenty of hopes around the corner. Into the straight in the Lexus Melbourne Cup. And here's Vauban on the outside of future history and Vow and Declare between them. Absurd is also chiming in. 400 metres to go. It's absurd moving up on the outside for Zach Purden. A length in front, but without a fight, is running on right down the centre of the track. Without a fight, up to absurd. Bow and Declare and Shiraz the bolter. It's without a fight. 100 metres to go. Two or three lengths in front. Coming away from Shiraz and also Solcom. Without a fight, Mark Zara, a Melbourne Cup champion, wins it by two lengths. Second in the race was Solcom. What an absolute piss take from Mark Zara, actually one of the greats. I actually tried getting him on the podcast last week. It just fell through. Uh, we couldn't match up, but uh, he goes two in a row. Big, uh, big couple of days, isn't it? So he's uh, won on Gold Trip last year. He jumped off Gold Trip. J-Mac jumped on, and he went aboard without a fight. And this time does the absolute double Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup. Absolute crack and win. Uh, rode an absolute peach. We saw Sulkin fall out of the gates and absolutely fly home for second under Jow. And uh, Shiraz, the roughy, flying home for third. And the amount of mysteries that I saw, absolutely huge exotic. So congratulations if you're one of those ones that actually had a piece of those mystery trifectas or a little tiny hair of a first four or something. Um, congratulations to you. But absolute cracking win. I'm very impressed. Uh, didn't find it myself, unfortunately, but... Um, yeah, really cool and very cool to see uh, Mark Zara get the chockies once again. Had Oaks Day today. Uh, Zardozzi goes one better. Obviously, ran well the other day, but uh, this time rode an absolute peach from J-Mac and won by uh, run pretty convincingly. So that was really good. And then come this Saturday, Melbourne still going. We have Champions Day Uh Gonna be interesting in Paratrees up the straight too. That's gonna be a cracker. And obviously the one over the mile, Alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside Fangirl, all in and around the same odds, give or take a couple of cents. So that is gonna be a cracking day. And then Rose Hill, um, they've got good races too. Obviously, five diamonds and whatnot worth two million buckaroos. Uh, and Tino coming back to we're going around Sydney this time. Uh, hopefully he has more luck too. So it's going around as a pretty clear favourite. Uh, but boys, I welcome you in. Uh, you guys didn't have to work Cup Day or you worked a little bit. Who knows? But you were at the pub most of the day. How was the day? Tommy, did you salute? Yeah, mate. Um, it was a good day. I uh, had it off. So Kelly and myself and a few others went to the pub and... Um had a bit of a punt, didn't, didn't win on the cup or for the day, but came out relatively unscathed. So it's pretty much just, um, yeah, just break even, but had, had a really fun day. So that's all that really mattered. Struggled to work on Wednesday, but um, it was, yeah, some really good stories. Um, Zara and Friedman's and, um, yeah, a few other winners through the day. Really enjoyed the whole day. So, yeah, it was good. Didn't pop into the Vegas room. No, I was too busy punning on trots and dogs by then and Cowie shouting vodka oranges at the end of the night after he um, he had a few good winners. So, no, Vegas room didn't get a run. I thought it would, uh, but no, it didn't in the end. Oh, Cowie, a couple of winners late on, was it, on Cup Day? Yeah, it was a good day all up. Profitable. Profitable. So, cannot complain. And uh, we, by the end of it, it... Like Tom said, trots, dogs, if it's got legs running, I was betting. And the, the bet size were increasing dramatically. And it was – I haven't revisited the uh, 
the betting statement, but it would not be a good look. But luckily, there's a lot more green ticks than red ones. So, yeah, good day. Great day. Better in Melbourne or Sydney? It was a bit of both, to be absolutely honest. Like, it was a mixed bag. I think quick tempo, Tommy and I definitely went in on that. So, that was a good collect. Surely, you always uh, back Spangler. I think you back Spangler on the drift. Yep. Yeah, a couple. I got a couple of chances. Kelly got the big dance, and I found I've been trying in the uh, barn dance and Spangler in the little dance. So yeah, we were dancing all afternoon. <laughs> I thought Ningaloo Star was a cracking win. I don't know if you guys backed that, but that was a good one. I think Sydney was pretty good. Obviously, Flemington. I don't know about you boys, but I saw a lot of uh, mystery trifectas and mystery first fours. And uh, one of the teachers I saw yesterday, he had a six dollar. Mystery Chirazi and got the lot, which was pretty beautiful. But was that, do you see any of those? Oh, a mate of mine's dad had the Mystery Chirazi twice. So he was, he was cheering. Yeah, he, he had, I think from what I hear, he got uh, spent, I don't know, 100 bucks in mysteries like he always does. And two, two of the exact duplicate copies of the ticket printed, essentially, and uh, collected twice. So double dipped. Blessed. Absolutely blessed. Oh, well, uh, it's always, uh, we can always chase that one day. I'm always um, hanging to actually just collect a little mystery. I don't think I've ever got a mystery. I went down, pounded North Sydney tab, uh, as I do with a bunch of mysteries and no no dice. But uh, Oaks was there today. Zardozzi obviously ran around again. This time went one better. Uh, J-Mac was a bit of a weird run. Not weird run, but obviously he had to chase down a leader the other day. But today, absolutely looked the winner the whole time, I think, as soon as that turn hit. But what would you make of Zardozzi, Coey? I mean, uh, J-Mac J- gets the Derby Oaks double. Um, perfect horse, just peaking at the right time. Yeah, you make comments about last start, but it's grand finals today, ultimately. So gets a group on next to its name. And, uh, I mean, boy, like from the 600, maybe even further back, we're just like, well, this thing's going to just brain them. And sure enough, J-Mac was just sitting cold at the 400. And then as soon as he hit the go button, it just went. So... Good horse. Love to know where it's going to head next. Ne- next preparation, but um, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be a similar path, and you can easily follow that form. In I reckon. Yeah, uh, it was pretty impressive. Tommy, any any collects today, mate? I was pretty keen on um, uh, Mumbai Muse, as I probably said before. Right, uh, drifted as well, didn't won, it? Yeah, won the um, Brian Crowley, and and then went on to win the Red Roses, and that's what Mumbai Muse was doing, and. It, and it um, did the Brian Crowley. It was a good win there. And Tommy Berry coming down for only a couple of rides, including it. And um, I spoke to his manager the other day, Paul Joyce, said that they wanted him to ride, and that was before the Brian Crowley. So um, followed him into that and, yeah, drifted a bit. But I went with the tote and got a good price and followed into Zardozia after, and um, that was a huge win. Um, I love the fact Joe Mack said afterwards as well, he mentioned maybe he's here with that horse next year for uh, with her for a Melbourne Cup. So good breeding in the horse. And, yeah, it was, it was a huge win. The further she got, um, the better she looked. And big rap as well. I had um, I backed the second horse to win Athelflaed as well a couple of weeks ago after a win at Kembla. But I think it was massive as well because the two of them put um, a fair bit of length on the rest of the field. And I thought... She was huge as well, and Maddie Smith's got a good horse uh, there as well. So big wrap to the first two in the arm uh, 
Yeah, I was uh, Saltaire in uh, the Red Rose, or your horse, uh, Mumbai Muse. Tommy just came flying. I took a good price, Saltaire, too, and it came into favourite, but crack and win. Uh, this weekend, obviously, Flemington Carnival is not finished. It's Stakes Day and Champions Day. Uh, with, there's a sprint, a mile, and whatnot. So we'll probably jump around a little bit here. We're going to give a Flemington its due diligence here, and then we'll jump over to Rose Hill and just have a look at those uh, couple of features there as well. But... I thought we would uh, start with the champion stakes. So 2,000 metres, um, it's going to be an interesting race. I think they're all bloody interesting, to be honest, these three. Uh, West Wind Blows is favourite. Obviously, Mr. Spencer is aboard, uh, coming off a second to without a fight. Uh, what was that? Probably two or three weeks ago in the Cup. So $2.70 favourite, pretty much bang on what it opened. Zaki is going around, and this is a yarn that I've heard quite a few times today. It's $7 into fives. Quite a lot of people are keen on it. So hasn't had a run since its Valley run, uh, where Romantic Warrior won. Sevens into fives, so obviously some people like it. Jamie Carr aboard, Barrier 10, Prowess. Uh, nines into sixes, Zara sticking with, obviously, the good win, uh, beating Antino and the likes before. Jewess is there at 650, a tissue 850, big odds for the rest of them. Uh, Koei, West Wind blows short, but uh, looks good coin for Zaki. I can totally get why there's money for Zaki, because it'd be, I don't think West Wind blows and Prowess want to be leading. I think they want someone, to, uh, they want a bunny to follow, and I think that's what Zaki will be, so... It, Zaki's is drawn wide, so I'd be intending to go forward, cross cross the field, and hold the fence. I think prowess and West Wind blows allows that to happen. And if that be the case, they they could absolutely uh, have a picnic up front. And if that be the case, I mean, I can definitely see Zaki peaking fourth up here. Um, it was only one and a half behind in the Cox Blade, and I think you know it's. I think it's kind of like the forgotten horse, obviously not in this market, but it's just hasn't had the win next to its name, this preparation, but I think it's been darn close to do so. And it's been coming out of the right races. So can respect as for the other two, I think the hands down, I think the market's pretty much bang on. Uh, I think prowess and West wind blows. One comes out of the Caulfield cup. One comes out of the, uh, the Tristar. Both of them were scintillating, doing what they do best. Hard to knock. And I think, the knockout personally will be a tissue going up to 2000 where it's, you know, won twice over the trip. And boy, I think the world was on the tissue in the uh, Empire Rose. And I think the step up in trip will definitely be benefited. And I, I, I genuinely think if the pace is on with those three favored horses hitting a good clip at front, I mean, a tissue is going to be brought right into the race and can close late at 850, great price. Hard to knock. Definitely an each way bet there, but if I were to pick a winner, I'm kind of leaning towards West Wind, West Wind Blows coming off that Caulfield Cup run. Well, you, Tommy. Um, obviously, Coey's given a little big push there for a tissue. Obviously, ran really well in that Empire Rose, but what do you reckon? Yeah, well, interesting. They've decided Fangirl, obviously, for a while to run in the mile and a tissue here to try and take out both of them. I just mentioned Zaki going for a third... Um, Winning in a row of this race, obviously different times of the year, being the McKinnon and now the champion stakes. But going for a third one in um, third one straight, uh, gets Jamie back on. Uh, no Damien Lane, who rode in the uh, Cox Plate. Um, definitely, definitely will figure here, and I can see why there's been that push. West Wind blows, or obviously that form has stacked up with um, seen without a fight winning on Tuesday. 
Uh, but the one I like is Prowess. I thought it was massive um, returning to Australia, uh, beating Antino. I, I thought it was really huge um, to lead all the way and hold off a fast finish in Antino. And I think Antino's a really good horse. So um, I think $6 for Prowess is a great price. Deus was great in the Cox Plate as well. You're getting six fifty, um, and we've spoken about a tissue. One, one at a big price that I don't mind is actually Buckaroo. The second run in Australia wasn't um, wasn't too bad uh, behind Fangirl in that King Charles race, but just sort of find a line. I think getting getting the two thousand, um, we'll see the best of him. I like Blake Shin on as well, and uh, just second run uh, second run will improve a lot more. But Prowess, definitely for me, and just a little saver on Buckaroo. All right, Prowess and Buckaroo. We'll look at the mile. Uh, this is back to race seven, so interesting race. Um, these three, <laughs> probably going to be duking it out. So Mr. Brightside is now favourite. Fangirl was. So Brightside opened three, is now 260. Fangirl opened 250, now 270. Pretty much bang on. So barrier two for Brightside, barrier seven for Fangirl. Willow aboard. Brightside, Fangirl has J-Mac, Timmy Clark aboard, Alligator Blood, 350, drawn five. We go straight out to Pride of Jenny and the inevitable Victoria Road, Banker's Choice. Uh, we all saw what Pride of Jenny did the other day, actually just take it to the front and hope for the best. And who knows, could do it again, don't know. But um, it's a relatively small field, um, and it's going to be bloody hard to actually nail down a winner. Um, Coey, you think it's just a race in three? I definitely think it's a race in three, personally. I think it's just a great little match race. It's a shame for the size of the field, I think. Seven, I mean, not the greatest, but it will be intriguing of how tactics play, that's for sure. Um, you have to assume that Pride of Jenny is going to yeah, hit a mountain again, and that's where it gets kind of interesting. Obviously, she's just known to be the speed horse, and she could be a tearaway leader once again, and I'm guessing the connections won't change tactics off the back of that Empire Rose. So... You see it clearly leading, and then off the back of them, you, you're probably going to see Alligator Blood and Mr. Brightside kind of Brightside ho- holding the fence, Alligator Blood. You can't go breakneck speed with Pride of Jenny's, my guess. So it might actually not get the lead and have a it'll have a cushy run second, I think, in the in the grand scheme of things. So that's not the worst. It's just how far back does Fangirl get? I mean, it's a small field, so it's kind of – I think it's going to be Pride of Jenny clearly out front by herself and then the peloton so for so to speak following her to get you know some cushy sectionals and just they might need to get off the bit a little bit earlier much like we saw with a tissue and the likes in that empire rose so it's it's tactically really intriguing to see but i'm still sticking true i think mr Brightside, 2000 meters i love this horse hard to knock we saw that it got lipped out. I mean, lipped out in that Cox Plate. And I think, oh, quite genuinely, most people think that the Cox Plate is the grand final. And this this horse gets a redemption from that, that minor second to get another group one on its name uh, in this lovely champion stakes. And I think it can. So Willow on board. Connections are happy with him. Yes, he's carrying 59, but that shouldn't be an issue. Oh, I think it's just going to get a nice cushy run and, you know, they'll just hit the button when it needs to be, you know, get, you know, whether it's early or not. It just knows how to find the line. So I'm with Mr. Brightside, closely followed by Alligator Blood. I think you might need to be closer to the speed here and then Fangirl to finish third. What about you, Tommy? Do you reckon Pride of Jenny is going to just take it up and hope for the best? 
Uh, last start, you'd you'd think so. I mean, I don't know where the rail's going to be as well and what sort of weather we're getting in Melbourne, really. I mean, huge storms in Sydney today, but I think Melbourne's relatively good. But um, if there's a hot fence again, like, Brighter Jenny could easily do it again because that was ridiculous. Um, they dished up the other day and, and Brighter Jenny just got away with murder in front. So it worked once. Why won't it work again? Um I reckon they will be a bit strung out. Um, with that, you might see Mr. Brightside trying to hold the fence, as Kelly mentioned, but I think Alligator Blood will be in front of it. So that's that's going to create a genuine tempo. So it, it's really going to be interesting in the small field um, and throw in a couple of roughies with Victoria Road and Bankers Choice as well. It could um, it could be really interesting. And saying all that, um, you got to look at the weights of the King Charles and what Fangirl did. Um, and she put Mr. Brightside to bed with that sort of race. And uh, I, I can't see Mr. Brightside getting the better of her there. Uh, the crossplate, they were pretty close. So I think Fangirl was a bit hampered. So uh, she had an excuse there. But if all things are equal, I think Fangirl probably wins this again. So um, the only thing was alligator blood and maybe maybe not as much tempo as a Pride of Jenny and alligator blood in that King Charles. But um uh, yeah, I just can't get that King Charles out of my mind. So I think I've got to be with Fangirl. Uh, Dali Champions Sprint. So we have 1,200 metres. Imperatory is going to be very interesting up the straight. So uh, $2 or dollar ninety now. Um, in secret, $4.60. We have Asfura at 11s. We have Bella Nipatina at 12s. Star Patrol, Espiona, Buenos Noches, etc. So I think the interesting thing is Imperatories up the straight, $1.90. But... Um, I think I'd be rather inclined to take the 460 in secret. What do you reckon, Coey? I'm ditto with that. I think just the fact that it's got runs on the board coming down the straight as well. One of that new market in such emphatic fashion that day, um, about six months ago now, a bit, bit longer. Uh, I think 460 for her and the fact that she figured, you know, top three in an Everest and everything else. I mean, 460 is a really juicy price, I reckon. And obviously, money has come for it. It opened 550, which I think the bookmakers were really generous with. I, I, I get that uh, Imperatriz has got the writing on the wall. It's, you know, one, two group ones, this preparation, three in a row. But uh, yeah, I, I think Flemington down the straight can get a lot of horses undone. I know it's in form, but it's a little bit un, untested, so to speak. So I think there is a few question marks that I could ask. Um, it, the, I think the tempo is going to suit regardless. So it's got every chance, but I think, yeah, On the other thing is it's stepping back to the – well, it's not stepping back. It's staying at the 1,200, and I don't know. Like I've got so many question marks at the $1.90 being the price point. Like if this was 250 I think it would be a bet. But under in red odds, I think it's just – it's toxic to a certain degree. I know, I know, like I said, that it's got the uh, writing on the wall, but – I just can't take that price. I mean, definitely in every exotic and everything else, but $1.90, no, I can't have it. In secret at four sixty, and it's a proven group one horse as well. Yes, it, does, it hasn't had a, a win this preparation, but it's been near enough, and it's been slightly hampered, very slightly, but it's been slightly hampered. And this, if this is the grand final, James Cummings was flying today with Zardozzi. He knows what a grand final is. J-Mac's been booked. Tick, tick, tick. It's tracking uh its track record's really good. Two from two. Four sixty. It's it's hard to not take that value right now. I, I'd imagine it I suspect that it will be sharpening in the uh 
on the on the toad and fixed come race day start time so i've marked it kind of like a 323 40 chance so dollar 20 on top of that i think it's great value outside of that bell and the patina was great last start in the winner's stake star patrol runs really it's a real course uh, horse for courses kind of type so it's won four times over the trip and the track as well so 15 bucks or 330 to run a hole great price and the little Flying the ointment might be Airman coming into this as well. I think Airman, they've got big wraps on this horse. I have no idea how it's going to run down the straight. 26 bucks, 5 bucks the place. I could definitely have him in the exotics as well. So at the moment, leaning towards the price of In Secret. What about you, Tommy? Yeah, I've got to agree. Um, Imperich has been a freak this prep, but you're taking the $1.90 where it's beaten up probably the second grade sprinters. Um, for in secret, who with a bit of luck probably places in an Everest, if not win, um, get, get gets really close to winning one. Um, yeah, I've heard two wins down the straight have been a Water Coolmore and a um, Brandon in a New Market. So getting four sixty there, I, I got to lean towards the four sixty out of the two of them. That's for sure. Um, Coe mentioned. And man, I got to agree with that. And Bella, the other one that throws a real spanner in the works is Espiona. I know she's probably shown that she's better against fillies and mares, getting all the wins there. But um, she's had one win down the straight, and if you remember, it was it was a pretty good win. Uh, she won she won by a fair bit, so she returns the straight after winning the invitation. Um, she carries on a bit in the run, and if she gets, has a bit of space down the straight as well where she can be a bit calmer, then Espiona might be the knockout. But, yeah, I'm going to be within secret here. All right. I think all three of us are going to take a little piece of in secret. Uh, let's have another look at Flemington. So, Matriarch Stakes, 2,000 metres, race of five. Interesting because a bunch of uh, a bunch are all relatively similar odds. Denying Knowledge is obviously well – not obviously, it's the – Pretty much equal favourite with uh, Pearl of Elsa. So Jamie Carr is riding uh, Deny Knowledge. Just drawn 10. It's eights into fives. There is no deductions yet. So a couple of bucks has come for it. Uh, coming off that fourth at Flemington uh, to the, in the Pride of Jenny race. J-Max on the second favourite at 550. A little bit of a drift. Obviously, this one has had nine wins, uh, nine races, six wins uh, coming over from New Zealand. I don't know a hell of a lot about it, to be honest. It's drawn eights, 550. Steinem's there at 650. Osmos is 650. Lassophile is at 750 with double figures for the others uh, where Ollie and Opie are on. So, tough one, Coey. Uh, five bucks the field. Where are you? I'm with the bottom uh, Osmos. I followed it last start. It just looks like a real dower type. It just needs room and it needs time to develop that run. And I think Flemington Straits the perfect place to find out. I think just the fact that it's going to be 55 kilos, TC booked, it could probably sit midfield with cover and then peel out and just go bang. And I feel that the, yeah, I think the 2000 meters is going to be obviously the test that we, we, it's been untested over that trip. So I'll be watching with a keen eye with how it parades in the mounting yard and everything. But I think the 2000 meters from what I've seen, stepping up from the mile looks tip top and 650, the price can entertain as for Kiwi runner, uh, Pearl of Alsace, uh, it's been winning a lot down down south, but 
I just don't know how to measure it. I think ladies man uh, who is running in the matriarch, not the matriarch, in the Queen Elizabeth, it's a $21 shot and it's going to be running a $5.50 pop here in this matriarch. Looking at that form and looking at how bookies are priced, uh, I think we could probably continue to see a drift. I think that the early money might have been, sorry, the early open price of four sixty could be stretched out to as far as eight dollars. So I'd be, if you like her, definitely back it late. I think, but uh, it's definitely not one of mine. And denied knowledge, I mean, yeah, it's it hasn't proven to me that it's a two thousand meter horse. It could improve coming to Flemington with the wide open straight, but. Five dollars. Nah, I'd rather take the six fifty on Osmos. Where are you, Tommy? Tough one. Yeah, a bit of a tough one. I actually don't mind ladies man in that um Queen Elizabeth Stakes Coe. Uh so I don't all... mind it, but it's twenty six hundred meters. I think it needs to keep stepping up in trip is kind of where I'm heading yeah, towards. Probably and it probably likes to sting out a bit more as well after yeah. racing New Zealand and some uh wetter tracks, but um in this race, so uh, I think Thalassophile, I think it's been running well, get, um, run well at Flemington before and was dual acceptor and have decided to run here after a, maybe a better draw in the um, five diamonds. So I reckon that's a bit of a push there for Waller. Um, and the other one I don't mind is Amaruka. Probably needs an, needs a rather another run before getting to her best, but definitely run its best around the 2000 or more. So um, hopefully a big winner for Ollie on uh, the last day of the carnival. Yeah, we definitely want to see Ollie uh, a couple more. He's been doing pretty well. Uh, let's have a look at race four. Uh, this is the 2,600-meter race. Uh, Duke de Sessa going around as favorite, pretty much equal favorites with Muramasa, uh, 380 and 390. Uh just check out, okay, no deductions, fucking hell. Eight dollars Duke Decessor opened. It is now three eighty uh for the Master. Well Mura Master is there, three dollars ninety open fives, and then I assume everything else has drifted. Luncey's out to eight fifty, so dazzling out to tens. Uh Ahmad out to elevens, everything has drifted. So a lot of love for the top two, Coe, especially the fave. You can understand it's coming out of the uh the Caulfield Cup form and it was kind of right out the tail and then managed to close off late quite well i mean it was seven seven plus lengths behind without a fight in the end but it was just luckless in the run barrier 14 didn't help and it just had to settle out like that's just all it was and uh, i mean we've all established that that's you know a really strong form line to follow into a stayers race like this so oh yeah i'd love a slice of the eight dollars but 360 or 380 that's probably as rock bottom as i'd probably want it it's my guess anyway and but I, I want to be with Muramasa. I think just the I think the penny's finally dropped with this horse. I genuinely think so. And it's what uh, two starts this uh, preparation. It's gone from the mile to the two thousand. Won both of them. Now steps into this twenty six hundred. I guess we'll find out if it can stretch out that far. But I reckon it can. And I love it where I love where this horse will probably settle. Probably be just kind of. Smoking its pipe, probably a little bit worse at midfield, um, and just go bang. It's a horse is in form and winning form's good form, so I'm definitely with it. And for those playing real long range, like I mean, real long range futures bets, uh, it's fifty one dollars in the next year's Mel- 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 uh, Melbourne Cup, and could be a half chance to run in that. So might take a little bit of both. Tough one, Tommy. Uh, are you with one of the top? 
Yeah, I I don't know. I I I really want to agree with Coey because I think um I think it will be a good horse. I mean, it's incredibly well bred uh, by Ome Sword, um, but is it just too soon? Um, look, I, I I hope I hope it's not, but um, I I don't want to back it at three ninety. I just want to see it and um, hopefully be wrong. But um, there's a couple others I like. I, I think Luncey's been running up to this grade for a while and is probably more consistent at this grade at the moment and is one I could take. And so, same with So Dazzling, uh, still a young horse, but um, competing with this grade a bit more. And I, I still think Ladies' Man is um, a massive chance. I, I don't think um, ever really got into the race the other day. It is 26 after winning... Um, over some 22 and 2,000 metres in um, New Zealand, but uh, it's good track form is really great after just looking after talking about it before. And uh, Opie Blossom here, I, I think ladies' man's over the odds at $21. Okay, love that, $21. Uh, a couple more, the Amanda Elliott. Uh, I'm just going to touch on this one just because of the horse Schwartz. Uh Going around as a favourite, he ran in that race the other day. I think it was the last where Archo Nacho won. A lot of people would given this one a big rap, but uh, Archo, a lot of money came for that late and was very good. But this time, going around two dollar forty favourite, did open three seventy uh, three cent deduction. So still money's come for it. Uh, Pantalone is there. Jamie's riding for Godolphin. It's out to sevens, drawn a bit wide. Uh, we have Quick Start, Snapback, Modown. They're all sort of there, but this thing, um, well, it ran okay, didn't it? The Valley Coey. Definitely ran okay. I think it's just didn't suit the how the track patterns were going and Archo Nacho just yeah, it was just too good on the day. So I could definitely forgive. Fourth is good enough in the, in my eyes anyway for that run. Uh comes into this, comes to Flemington, fourteen hundred meters. I mean it ticks a lot of boxes. Two forty, it's it's definitely on the sharper side, but I think just it I think it warrants to uh be respected stepping up in trip as well. In the four, it looks an ideal fourteen hundred meter type. I think just progressively looking at it, coming out of a Gosford maiden at twelve hundred, gone into a Group Three at twelve hundred, and finished only two, two lengths behind Archo Nacho, who's you know a proven stakes grade performer. So ticks a lot of boxes. Track probably didn't suit, like I said. So yeah, it's definitely a chance. I just don't know if two forty is the right price one to take right now. I definitely need to finish the form on this, but. You could respect a few, but a couple of these runners are. I just don't know how to. Like they're they're a little bit of a non-winner at the moment, and yes, they could definitely win this race. The likes of Snapback, Pantalone's going to be up in grade, so progressive, quick star. Not sure how to figure this. It's it's still a maiden coming into this as a seven dollar pop. Yes, it comes out of the a mile Phillies grade race. It grew two level from the valley, but. Don't know how to read into that. Yeah, a few question marks. Not potting the favourite, but I think there is some price to be found in this field. Taking the favourite, Tommy? No, I think I made a good point in 240. And um, you look at Don't Hope So, came second in that same race, and you're getting $19. And there's a lot of maidens and other things in between. Um, I, I know the upside is worth Schwartz massively, and definitely improve off that run but it's a bit too short for mine with um so much um unknown about so many of these runners so it's probably a don't don't play a race to me i'll just happy to watch yeah probably agree um i know Coey mentioned the second so i'm just going to have a look at that 
Pereira sale is going around. Favourite, J-Mac, riding for Godolphin, $2.90 this time. It's our time. Blake's aboard, riding for Danny O'Brien, coming off that fourth against Spacewalk last start. Uh, 5.50, that is. General Bowes there. Um, obviously, Naheem Sahul is uh, nommed. Our last cash is there at 10s. Lombardo, Picari, Kari, they're all there as well. So, Coey, what did you make of race number two? Number two, not completely done with this either, but I think that Parasol is at toxic odds. I think I'm surprised the bookmakers opened it at 270. There has been a slight drift since, but yeah, I just can't be entertaining that price. I think it's going to it's going to have to drift in my eyes. I just think coming out of a you know open grade Phillies and Mares race at Randwick, you know, uh, in the invitation where it came eighth into this. Oh, I just don't know what to do with it. Like, I just think, I think the step step back in trip c- could be beneficial. I think it is more of a stayer in the short short distances, but toxic price would not touch it. Um, general bow definitely interests me. Yes, the second up second up record's okay. Track distance, I mean, it's been okay. They're about seven dollars. It's definitely a better price point. Uh, Lombardo definitely perks my ears up third up but the top weight is a little bit it's definitely on the heavy side 60 kilos and it's going to be doing this but 11 bucks definitely could have a little slice of it outside of that it's our time's been consistent loves the track there's a few unknowns once again like Bakari Curry. i mean it's on the drift but bryce hayes has good big opinions of this horse and it's going to step up into this and as for number nine najim suwali um i can't see it running here uh, purely because it ran today so there will be deductions i would like to see how the market reacts to it but yeah i'm happy to pop this favorite yeah um what do you reckon tommy i just i like our last cash um flemington records uh quite good and especially with craig williams on a abo- board and in a not a bad price as well admittedly upper grade but has run in kosciosko as well against some um some pretty good horses, so yeah, I don't mind a little each one. Our last cash, right? Our last cash, good, decent odds. Um, let's go to Rose Hill. We're going to look at the the main features over there, and then at the end we'll wrap up with anything else we like around the ground. So let's start with um the hot Danish, which is race at number six, fourteen hundred meters. Uh, Raw Merchant going around. Jay Collett gets the ride for Kieran Meyer and Dave. That's third up. Uh, it's third ride in Sydney. Uh, ran a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Call Die is going around three dollars ten. It did run on the twenty first, I think. Uh, Roots is there, all pretty short favourites. So two fifty, three ten, three fifty. Then we go straight out to thirteen bucks for Dalcini and Russian Conquest. So, uh, Coey, tough one. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's got like a similar kind of match match race kind of feel to it. I think the top three are warranted to be up there in the market. Uh, Royal Merchant, obviously, a Group One winner. 250 is probably rock bottom. I have to think that this market will level itself out in due course. I, I won't be taking out the 250, definitely including exotics. Yes, it's coming out of probably, uh, I mean, a couple of these runners are coming out the same race. They're coming out of the invitation and in Phillies and Mares grade, and this will be perfect for it. It's essentially a lead-up race nowadays for this hot Danish, so you get a good read of them. Um, last start, lost by two lengths. Probably ready to pick third up. So, yep, warranted. Uh, as for Roots, I think Roots was a bit luckless. I think the it'll be interesting to see what the track does play out. I think it'll be probably 
They reckon that only about five mils hit today at Rose Hill. So that would be the case. It should still play relatively soft five, good four come race day with a little bit of dry weather coming anyway. So I think most of these runners won't be hampered. Uh, saying that, I think small field, it's going to be tactical, but I think Roots could definitely be the one to keep an eye on to improve drastically from its invitation run. 350 respectable price point. That's where I kind of see Royal Merchant being right now. So definitely could entertain Roots. And finally, Call Die. I think it's just the horse that we've all been waiting to do something. And this looks to be the one. Drawn, drawn low in a small field. Comes out of a nice little four-year-old, you know, group two. Wrote to Arataki, won that start. It was... Oh, the track played funny that day, in my eyes, and Caldai kind of got stuck, and it was slightly flat-footed when the you know the go button was pressed, and but once it was kind of you know getting into its work, almost too late, it was you know stride the the stride was getting longer, and it was peaking just too late. So I think fifth up, rock hard, small field, low draw. Nash on board is a big tick. I can definitely see it finally getting its second win on the board. So I'm kind of leaning to, uh, towards Call Die at the moment, but the other two have to be respected. Where are you, Tommy? It's pretty um pretty confusing up the top. Yeah, a bit tough when I was on it. Call Die $9 the other day, and yeah, just kind of mentioned it's just about to get going. It just um, it found a couple of ends and had to go around him and push the button again and really get going. And then it was just all too late. So, um, and you're getting 310 here for call die, but I think Nash on is, is, is great. And um, I do think the winner here, the, I think the others are a bit disappointed in the invitation, but again, as Kelly mentioned, they're probably both roots and Royal Merchant third up really ready to rock and roll. So between the top three, very interesting, but I've got to go with call die. All right, cool, Dyer. We go to the English, the Golden Gift. Um, look, tough one. Uh, we mentioned this before we hit record, but it's up for a million bucks. Shangri-La Express, drawn very wide, is the $2.25 favourite. This is the thing Kai gave a good push for first up and uh, won at pretty good odds, but it came, I remember it getting backed on the day, but it's a two twenty five favourite. Regan aboard for the Waterhouse Stable, drawn 14. Uh, Scampi is there, drawn 13. Dylan Gibbons, $7.00. Uh, volatile sevens, Miss Judas at eight fifty, double figures. The rest, um, very short. Coey, the two twenty five is too short. I know the win was nice, and that was at six bucks or thereabouts last start in the Kirkham, and it was a good win to you know start its you know career. But barrier fourteen is going to be interesting to see how. I mean, it's a classic Waterhouse spot, and we saw how it won that first up, just. Went straight to the front, held the fence, said and forget. And it was a great win. But, yeah, I just keep looking at the barrier, and I think there is a little bit of speed that is drawn inside. It's going to have it a little bit tougher. I don't think the distance is going to be an issue. I don't think the 1100 is any problem. But it's just where it lands in the run and how much petrol it has to use. And I think 225, uh, I'm going to be putting it in my numbers, but not on top. I, I think the others probably hold a bit more value. Volatile returning is probably a good one. I think it was the one that was kind of chopped out in that uh, breeder's plate. It's had a freshen up trial in between. It's looked nice. Scampy the same. I think that first up run in the same race, breeders, uh, 
I don't know what we're to miss. I probably need to revisit the stewards' reports, but I think it just went too hard up front and pretty much just paddled at the end and just tailed off to finish tenth. So since then, it's actually trialed really well. I think from barrier thirteen, that's going to be the real query. What it does, I think. I think they're going to try and settle a little bit more off the speed, but saying that, it's going to be stuck in a tricky spot regardless. So the quality of the animal will have to shine tomorrow to to figure. As for all of that, saying all that, I think the bet might be Miss Judas, who comes out of the same race, the Kirkham, against Shangri-La Express. It's going to step up an extra 100. It's drawn inside of it. It'll probably have a cushier run. It'll step forward. I think it's going to be the improver coming off that. So the current 850, I think that's probably where I'm landing at the moment. But it's going to be oh, the speed maps. Got, it's it's a horror map. So we'll wait and see. But, yeah, I'm kind of settling with the 11. Wait, you, Tommy? Yeah, I can, I can see why the favourite is um, so short, but I, I just don't want to touch it. I reckon there's a few others that have improved since, um, like Scampi and Volatile, if you see the trials. And um, I'm going to sort of be with them, probably Scampi. Um, I actually thought its trial was enormous. And, um, yeah, a couple others in there. I Even War Council sort of led and, and uh, rocketed at home a bit. So, And you're getting a good price for it. The other thing I'll say is if there is one you like in this race um, and it is on for the Golden Slipper, I'd go back with the Golden Slipper. Yeah. You're getting Scampi 50 to 1, Volatile 100 to 1, Better Bean Single 100, all at the moment. And basically you finish top two, almost top three. You pretty much got enough prize money to be in the Golden Slipper. You just got to pick up another win or place in here or there. So it's, um, I think there's some value there. I, ha- I had Shitalan uh, a couple of years ago that did get scratched on the day, but I did get my money back. So there's, um, there are a few that you could back for the slipper if there is one you like. One that's not known for the slipper and did trial well as well for me was Graham, and uh, it might be one for this race to have something each way on as well, but probably scampy for me. Okay, scampy. Uh, five diamonds, two million bucks of the best. Antino has come this way. Uh, been in Melbourne the last couple of runs. It is uh, $2.80 favourite Clippo aboard for Golan. Democracy Manifest is there at eight bucks. So we go all the way out to eight dollars. Then we got Unspoken at tens, and we have Jimi Hendrix uh, with the Annabelle horse, obviously first up in Australia at twelves. Detonator Jacket thirteens, Waterford fourteens, Palmetto fifteens. Uh, who you mail on the drift? But Antino. Coey, can he do it? Get it done. I've been on him this whole preparation, and it'd be silly for me to jump off. But yes, it is a short price. That four sixty when it opened, I wish I was you know in any condition to be betting because that was obviously the acceptance has opened off the back of uh, Melbourne Cup Day. So I wish I was at my laptop ready to launch into something like this. If if I saw 460, I would have been just going chips in on it. 280, on the other hand, oh, boy. I think he is the best horse in the race. I do. Um, I think he will win a group one one of these days. And this race is no – I mean, you're only five once and, you know, it's worth $2 million. So I can totally understand why Tony Gollan's coming up to Sydney before heading home. And, I mean, the speed map looks good. It's runs, all preparation have been honest and great. They've just been unlucky as hell. I don't think the 1800 is going to be an issue. It, 
I think it's pretty versatile animal. I think just the fact that it could be on speed leading or it can come from the uh, the back of the field or probably worse midfield, maybe not back of the field, but I, I think barrier two is the biggest upside and it could probably settle two back, two back the fence and clip. I could just weave mon- wow, wonders and shoot at home as a good thing. But the clear dangers for me, obviously Palmetto uh, won the lead up prelude. Was great that day. Detonated Jack came second in that race. Drawn, uh, drawn well enough again. And you're finding 13 bucks for it, and 15 bucks for Palmetto. I think they're great prices. And who you mail? I think the 1800 is really good. And there isn't a stack of early tempo in this, so I reckon it could just sit leaders or outside the leader. And if it gets a nice soft, you know, cushy run getting some nice sectionals in between that hill stake run where Montefilio won was perfect. If it gets anything like that, it could easily win this at odds. And as for Jimi Hendrix, the slight question mark horse, cause we've not, we haven't seen it here. Um, it won that Ascot mile race down the straight on Royal Ascot carnival. And it was, it was pretty special in a field of 30. So <laughs> It's going to be one that probably I think is going to settle more prominent than what the actual speed map reads. So keep that tread carefully with it because it could get the back of who you mail. And if that's the case, it's it seems like the classic European type that kind of could be just letting down from 800 out and then just get into its work and just come down the middle of the track. Saying that, I have left him out of the numbers and backed him in the uh, the gong where it's nommed. So it, I think the gong will be a great little second up run for it for a million bucks. So I've backed him there out of my numbers here. As for it, Antenna on top. All right, Tommy, uh, democracy for you? No, and before we get any further, I will say that um, I found it in that gone market and suggested to Kelly to back that. But it's I've already backed it, Tommy. Yeah, I know. I had a couple of bonus bets ready to lock and load, and I'd watched a couple of replays, and I was just like, "Oh, a mile a second up!" Yes, yes, yeah. I like it. No, I'm. Um, I agree with Kelly there, and could very well do it here because his his European form is great, as Kelly was mentioned uh, mentioning Jimi Hendrix. So watch him. I I don't want to back him here on Saturday. He could very well win, but I just want to see how he acclimatizes to Australia. Um, with Annabelle first up, uh, uh, is clearly the, the, the best horse in this race and back straight away and all suggest all reports, the gate and everything suggests he should, um, should be pretty short favorite here and go very close because he's just enormous. So I, I can't, I can't knock him. Um, I thought he was going to win last start and then prowess put in a really great performance to hold him off. So Antino was good. Um, looking at all those horses out of the five diamonds prelude, um, I was on Waterford and Palmetto and in that close draw. And you got to say Palmetto's got to be close, but the the one getting further second up who I really like is actually Faulkner Park, who now gets a run. Really hitting that line strong. Um, Annabelle last prep knew she had a decent one and sort of running in the winter against no one, so she decided to put him out. Uh, target a bigger race like this, and I, I think you could be a bit of a knockout chance at that $20. So I really like Paul, Faulkner Park. Thought 
hitting the line well. We'll strip a bit fitter off that run, and um, she's got a good one here in Falkland Park. The other one I want to mention as well is uh, Unspoken. Just every um, every step up they've asked for him this prep so far, he's delivered. And um, if he if he can find a good spot, which he probably should from that draw, he could be a bit of a knockout too. But has um, been coming through the grades, but absolutely brain in him every time. Um, so a bit of step up here, but he's just he's just got a lot of ability. So really can see Unspoken, but. Probably Antino in front of Falkland Park. All right, Antino, the $2.80 favourite. We got uh, the Ranvit, uh, $2.40 for Gringotts. Uh, obviously, this one was a uh, really good win, Ranwick, last start. Uh, $2.40, it did open um, Did it open two sixty. so pretty close. Mars Mission was really good the other day. Uh, it's a three twenty atmosphere for Nash. It's four twenty. We got Felix Majestic at sixes, and we're straight out to big odds as well. So uh, what about Gringotts? Back-to-back, Coey? I thought that Russian Conquest was going to re- accept for this race, and if that were to be the case, I would have been on Russian Conquest. So... It was a good win, and uh, I think a lot of a lot of people followed this horse in last start, myself included. I think the sixty-one kilos is going to be the 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 te- real test, isn't it? Like I think it's it should get a cushy enough run from barrier six, <sighs> two forty though. It's I'd probably be leaning against it at this stage. I, I know it's got a great great record over the trip, and it can handle on top of the tri- uh, the ground and slightly with a bit of give on the ground, so that shouldn't be an issue. But it's got to be fifth up. I mean, it's been a pretty quick preparation all in all, so I'd, I think 240 is definitely on the underside of things. So I'll be treading carefully. I'd be keeping an eye safe on runners like Felix, Majestic, Mars Mission off the quick backup. I think the favourite can be vulnerable here. You agree with Coe, Tommy? Yeah, I mean, it was. It's been a while for Mars Mission broke through quick back up, bit more weight, but um, yeah, it was it was impressive for Mars Mission. So maybe the quick up uh, suggests he's still going well and enjoyed Rose Hill last week. So it'll be a watch there. Um, atmosphere, another one well backed, and um, I think um, rates are right in a race like this, and Greek guys back in class after that last win as well. So. Um, yeah, tough one. Somewhere in between those three favourites, probably Mars Mission. Let's just look at the last one as well. Last at Rose Hill. Gusto, Miss Gusto Simiso, something like that. That's a tough one. Uh, 2.25 in from 2.90. Just check in the deductions. A couple of them, nine cents there. Uh, plundering's there at 4.60, equal with Contemporary, with your blessing at sixes, nines for Wizard of Oz, and then we have big odds for the rest. Coey, who wins the last? I'm going to be following the Mars mission form here again, and well, hopefully it's the right form to follow. And I think Wizard of Oz at nine bucks is a good price point. I think it will either hold the fence or sit leaders back. There is a fair bit of speed drawn out wide, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Gustasissimo is weighted very light, and it's it's you know it's a progressive horse. It's only had five career starts, and it it could be the you know. The one that absolutely brains them. Uh, you could definitely see it's got two wins next to its name. This preparation, the pennies kind of dropped for it, and two twenty five is probably you know what the right right about price point. I'd say probably two fifty, but you know that's just me being a bit picky. Outside of that, I mean, there's the likes of plundering. Who's got to be first up? 
who definitely could come out and just lead him up and go bury the box. Contemporary second up should see a bit of improvement coming into this. Off a you know, I would say a good enough benchmark seventy eight, which dashing legend won last start. So. I, albeit that he was beaten on Cup Day, I think you could still follow that form line. So can respect. And finally, I think uh, with your blessing, another one that's going to be second up. First up run was pretty decent. Can imp- uh, can improve. Drawn well. Probably Sid's midfield. Should get a cushy run in transit. But yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards the price of Wizard of Oz at the moment. Tommy, winner in the last? I don't mind plundering. I think it's trialed okay. And... Um... Good first up form, drawn pretty well, plundering. All right. What do you reckon? Anything else around Australia? It was obviously a cracking day down in Melbourne, but what do you reckon? Anything else? Coey, I'll go to you. Anything in, uh, let's say, Adelaide? What do you reckon? You know that I don't do any Adelaide (laughs) form. I I let Chris do all that, and he saluted one from one on Tuesday Cup Day. Um, In Lady Simone in race number eight. So thank you, Chris. Yep. I think... uh, we were absolutely cheering at home. Uh, there was, I think it would be in the top three loudest race calls that we were riding. Uh, second to probably, or Nolsey might have been number one. What do you reckon, Tommy? Nolsey was number one. No, we backed a thing at in Warby. Queensland Warby. called Warby in the pub with Channing. So I'd probably say Warby. Warby number one, yeah. So regardless, I think Chris O featured uh, top three loudest. Most ridden horse home from the Willoughby Hotel the other day. So thanks for Chris. So I do not have any mail for Morfordville. Anything else though? Any other venues you kind of like? I'm kind of a bit flat stick with all this form at the moment. So I have not looked anywhere past Randwick nor Flemington. Right, you Tommy? Yeah, not really. I just try to have a look around. Um, I think Tony Gollan's got a good Queensland card, but it, yeah, it's a bit hard. It's so much racing this week. Um, yeah, I'm a bit flat stick. So, no, I don't think so. Uh, try and find some for the page on uh, Saturday. Cool. What are we on? You guys working on the weekend? Yeah, back on the tools. Back on the tools. Brutal. It is a busy time for us. Um, all right. Well, thank you, boys. Uh, cracking day on Saturday. So, hopefully, we um, salute and towards the end of the carnival. It has been a good one. So, thank you for joining me. And uh, we'll do it all again. Thanks, boys. Cheers, lads. Yeah.